your car stereo get you where you want to go? Why not upgrade it? Get easy navigation with Apple CarPlay on the new Pioneer Next. Don't break up with your car, upgrade it. Hey, what's up, JMBR? This is Jake Mo from MoFab Co. Uh, I just want to encourage you guys to stay safe out there. Um, stay inside, wear your mask, do what you got to do. Hopefully, we can put this COVID thing behind us and get back out on our bikes. Have a good one. Hey, JMBR Nation, this is the Cleas from Utica, New York. Hope you and your families are staying safe. We look forward to seeing you at the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion in October, God willing. This is Jay Calia with the coronavirus update from Utica, New York. Good night. Hey, it's Freiberger here from Roadkill. I am quarantining pretty hardcore. Staying in my garage, getting some stuff done. I hope you are too. And man, I hope this thing ends soon so we can get back to racing. you by our friends at pioneer car electronics this is your podcast for april what is it e the seventh no it's the fifth what am i nuts it's cinco de mayo come on everybody it's cinco de mayo this is my second podcast for the day so i'm just i'm all over the place guys thanks for tuning in i want to uh remind everybody don't break up with your car audio if you're tired of it upgrade it with pioneer also like to give a shout out to our sponsors from GoPowerSports.com, Studs Racing, and back. Yes, they're back like the plague, everybody. Our friends from Go-Kart USA, thanks to all the support from our sponsors. We've got a great show in store for you tonight on this Cinco de Mayo special. The man behind the legend, the myth. You've heard his name before, as confusing as it may be to some, Corona Irving, or is it Irving Corona? All I know, he's one fast man, and he'll be on the podcast talking about some of his latest builds and escapades. Our man, Corona Irving, will be joining us. Later on the podcast, we'll have, we'll have the man of the hour, Primo, Primo Emmanuel, the little bumblebee who kicked my ass racing out at Antelope Valley. I, think it was, I thought it was a few months back, but it turns out it was a few years back. But uh, Primo is the man of the hour, and those of you who follow along may have... Um, Heard that Jake Moe, Mr. Minibike, the uh, president and the senator of the Minibike Nation, had his Jeep stolen in the Antelope Valley or Palmdale or Lancaster, whatever, however you want to call it. But we put out a few tentacles and the guys on the uh, social media platform stepped up and Primo spotted the vehicle, helped them secure it, and Jake's got his vehicle back. So we're going to find out how that went down from Primo. 
And then a couple of good updates during a time when things are a little bit tough, right? Everybody's home. Everybody's kind of itching to get out, get back to work, get out, get back to riding. Uh, we're getting there. They've relaxed. And I believe that we're on our way to a slow opening out here in Southern California. We know that our friends in Michigan and down in Florida and some of the other states that are populated with mini bike nuts, Texas, they're all anxious to get out and have already taken those steps. But we've got a soft opening and who knows, guys, maybe before you know it, we'll be seeing each other either riding or running into each other. It's going to be good. Uh, I am hopeful and optimistic that we will hold the ninth annual Joe's Mini Bike Reunion that will feature the return of uh, Jerry and Gail back to beautiful La Crescenta, California on October the 17th. That's right, October the 17th. Mark your calendars. Get your masks ready. Get the gloves. Get friggin' everything, okay, because it's going to go down unless they tell us that it can't happen. Uh, we are planning on going ahead with that, and we want to thank Pioneer for their support, as they do with everything that we do around here. So I had a chance, guys, to talk to Dave Miller. And Dave, have, as you all know, has been going through a really tough time, but he is going through his last bout of chemo. And the way he described it, he was very, very, very appreciative and thankful to a young Indian doctor, the way he described her. And how great of a job she not only was doing to help him overcome his terrible cancer issues, but also everything that she had told him early on was likely to happen, good and bad. He said it, it happened. And that's really cool. Uh, so Dave is now entering the last phase of his heavy-duty chemo, and he's going to need some time to recover. But he wanted me to tell everybody that right now he's welding. He has his guys on shifts, but despite all the problems he has health-wise, Dave's still going into the shop and welding. So he'll spend four hours. Otherwise, he was going to jump on the, the, the computer and, and join us for a few minutes, but he's not quite ready. Uh, I encourage you all, uh, and I'd like to thank Joel from Arizona again for buying the uh, famous little Indian mini bike that Miss Sheree, Miss Mini Bike, posed on and was probably one of the most downloaded photos in our hobby. Uh, Joel, thank you for your support in purchasing that bike. And uh, over $500 of that went to Dave Miller's GoFundMe page. Uh, I know that um, many of you have asked about Dave Miller and how he's doing. So keep an ear out on the podcast for updates on him. Emmanuel, I think Paul is struggling. Maybe his, uh, his audio is muted or something. But uh, Paul Weiner, mini bike Paul, uh, also was in contact with us. And those of you who are listening to the podcast, I want to say a couple episodes heard Paul. Uh, Paul recently went through, um, I don't know if he had a little was it a kidney stone or something like that, but he's tough as a bull and he's recovering. And uh, Paul's got some really good activity happening up there in Oxnard that you're not going to want to miss. And he's going to join us in the second half of the podcast to talk a little bit about what's going down in the world of mini bike Paul. So we got a good show in store for you. Once again, sorry guys, I had a podcast earlier and I'm just a little slow afoot here, but we're going to get it going. And I can ensure you we're going to get it going on this big Cinco de Mayo celebration by bringing on a guy that was early on. Uh, shit, I remember doing the podcast and for that matter, the event uh, and any social media style promotions very, very early on. One of the, one of the guys that, always either commented or supported what we were doing was a guy by the name of Corona Irving. I hadn't really run across many guys named Corona. And I could have certainly thought and did for five years that his name was Irving Corona. Yet I don't give two shits because now I know what his name is and I don't care. It's like, this guy is great. This is, this is a guy who picked up on mini bikes while he was fueling his passion and his enthusiasm about cars. He was a big fan of Roadkill, if I recall. And I don't know if we connected through my time helping out Roadkill, uh, where I was working with those guys, representing them, selling sponsorships, emceeing some of the events. But Corona popped up, and uh, he liked the mini bike game, like so many of us, because they're within our reach financially. You know, this guy's got kids and a beautiful wife and family, and he works hard. You know, he, he, he's doing what most of us couldn't do. But he was able to jump into the mini bike game because – 
it was it was affordable and man if you if you, you'll find out more about them in fact let's just quit the bullshit and bring them on uh corona irving live on the cinco de mayo podcast what's happening brother how are you, how are you doing how are you doing uh, i'm doing real good and uh yeah just like you're saying that you know i was motivated through your show you know i was one day just you know just sitting down and uh, i was watching roadkill and then uh all of a sudden, the mini bike show came on, the taco one, and I was like, holy crap, I had a Camaro, and I've been spending all this money, and I was like, god damn it, you know, I need to find a, a way so I can keep up my horsepower hobby up, so once I seen the taco one, I was like, I, I got to meet this guy named Joe, I got to meet him, and, and uh, I started building the vintage mini bikes, you know, and then I was like, well, there must be another side to this too, you know, there, there must be the drag side, the speed side, and, you know, the resto mod, and I was like, well, I want to bring an old chassis, something that's really torn up, beat up, something that's not restorable to other people, and give it another chance at life. And that's what I did. And I've done that with my Bonanza. And most of all the other bikes that I do are bikes that people just do not want, that I pick up for 15, 10 bucks sometimes, mostly. Because they're just completely, to them, they're just trash. The frame's crashed or something. And I know it's not, right? It's, it's, it has another life. I can give it another chance. And if I will, I do it all the time. And and, it's it, and, and you do it you do it well. When I when I finally met you, I believe you had just finished that red taco that ran like a raped ape with the white seat and the white grips. Uh -huh. And you know you rolled it out there, and that thing blew by everybody. And then you've since returned with that was all my first bike I ever built. Well, what a what a great first bike! But let me slow you down for a second here. Tell folks what you do uh, during your regular nine to five gig, won't you, Corona? I'm a, I'm an insulator for uh, Local Five, you know, Local Five Insulators of California. So we uh, we insulate refineries. You're, you know, I got a couple of buddies at the Dodge, you know, stadium. My compa, you know, JP, you know, and Tito out there. They're, you know, they're building that new stadium for us. So we're insulators. You know, we insulate your duct system, your AC system, and I work at the refineries. But uh, how long have you been doing that, Corona? What was that right now? How long have you been at that job? How long have you been in that gig? Well, in this career I've been about since, uh, I can say, uh, 2011. 2011. Great. Yes, and were you born here in the United States or were you born, where else? You were. You're, so, okay. So, pretty good deal. You got a great job. And I uh, live most of life here in Norwalk. And, uh, you know, when I heard about Mac a few times. I'm like, yeah, he's a mini bike guy here in Norwalk. I'm like, I've never heard about this guy. Who's Mac? And uh, I met Jeff. And uh, they're like, yeah, well, you got to go out there. And a uh, guy like Albert, you know. Uh, one of my main guys that I really like that got me really into mini bikes is uh, Ian. Sure, Ian Cordova from CB Minis. Jake Ian. Moore as well. Jake Moore is a, one of the Alfredo as well. All these guys, I was really looking at their bikes and I was like, I want something like what they got. You know, how can I do that? But uh, you know, Jake Moore to me is uh, you know number one. You know. Hey, uh, Emmanuel, just uh, if I could for a second here, Corona, thanks for that. I want to get back to not only Ian, but some of the other guys that you mentioned. I don't know if uh, you guys may be experiencing, I'm getting a couple of notes that uh, we may have some issues with buffering. Uh, if you could, Corona, as tough as it is sometimes, try to keep yourself stationed some, someplace kind of where you can be still. Uh, look, let's go back to that. So you talked about Ian. Ian is a longstanding JMBR participant and has to be one of the coolest guys out there. There's several other of those guys that you mentioned that are all a part of this big mini bike family. What is it about it? Is it the people? Is it the bikes? Is it a balance between the two? How, how do you, what's your take on it? Why, why do you think this mini bike hobby is just so stimulating for a guy like you? 99% the people, 1% the bikes to me. No lie. It's the passion that they have, that drive. You know, they have the same drive that I got. You know, they're very motivated to, to not just let something go, and, and they give it another leg. And I like that. When you give something another chance, it's, it's a passionate person. I like that, you know, person with heart. You've recently got into the micro game, and you were, yeah. uh, you were showcasing your um, RCF micro. Talk a little bit about that and uh, what made you so excited to jump into the micro game. Well, because it's a, it's a very small frame. I've, I've seen micros of, ah, gosh, I can say uh, every size, but the, the RCF micro is extremely small. 
you have to see it in person to actually actually do what I'm doing. I've seen people say I'll put a Briggs in there and, and I'll put uh, this and that. And They're not doing any of that. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Well, most of the uh, folks put in the 79cc scale down predator, which you can get in there. I, I believe Ryan was talking about having a new base plate that would take on a 212. But anybody hoping to put, especially a big block, Briggs or Tecumseh into that bike, you need to have your head examined. Even the tight fit is, is a challenge with the West Bends. Uh, I even had a Power Products little two-stroke that I bought from Eric at Studs Racing. little plug for studsracing.com. Check them out for your specials right now. Uh, and even that, you know, you have to have an adapter on the front. You have to have a base plate. None of these frames take on a seven-inch length that you need to bolt. So it, it is nothing but build as you go. Talk about the power plant that you put in your RCF and what some of the challenges were. And ultimately, that thing sounds great. When you had it up on the stand with the drag bars on there, I played that video like five or six times. Talk a little bit about what you did with your engine set up on that micro. All right. Well, that bike is completely 100% Corona. When I got it, I had about a month to build it because of your show. So I put aside my big bike that I was going to take to your show because Evan said, you got this bike, I'll give it to you. And here's a challenge. So I took the challenge on and I was like, well, I just can't just build a regular micro like everybody else is doing. So I wanted to leave the frame as is, but with that, you know, Corona touch to it. So I was like, my touch is the drag style. I like that drag style. It's the California style. So I made, you know, I sat down, I made myself a seamless stainless steel wheelie bar, you know, and, uh, Made myself a custom pipe for this Commer ADCC with the Tilton carburetor. It's running on gas now, and it's uh, it's extremely fast. I, I mean, the wheelie bar is not there for the takeoff. It's it, it's it's really there for after I'm at 30 miles per hour, the front wheels are going to pick up. So that's when it gets really scary. But uh, I'm always riding with the helmet. This is the second time I've ridden it, and the, the thing is a monster. The motor actually was built by a uh, Fleming Racing, and I took it off of a guy. Uh, he was, I think it was like number two champion or something. His son was a cadet cart winner. And he said he needed upgrades. So I got the cart, the motor off him. And I just said, if it can fit in there, I'll make it fit. So I had to take off the shroud, do a lot of customization fabrication. But uh, it's there. And, uh, I got another little micro coming through. So uh, it's a little top secret. Well, we'll look forward to finding out a little bit more about that. I'm, uh, I'm continuing. Thanks again, folks, for your patience. Sometimes with podcasts, we have a little bit of a technical setup. Emmanuel, you may be seeing some of these as well. Apparently, we've got a little bit of a buffering issue that continues. For those of you who can still hear, we continue on because Emmanuel's able to edit all this when we repost it. Uh, I'll um, hopefully see if we can get to the bottom of some of the issues that we may be having now. But if it's a buffering issue, we apologize for that. Once again, we're live on the Cinco de Mayo edition of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast. We're here with uh, Corona Irving. We're talking a little bit about Corona style. And, you know, from what we've seen with you, with the bikes that you show up with, as well as the videos that you post, yeah, you're bringing bikes back to life. How nice from what a scrapyard or a $15, you know, uh, offer up ad when people have like a, a peg that's torn off or a bent handlebar, they think it's broke. You bring it back to life. That's a beautiful thing. It's almost like someone going to the humane society and taking a dog that you know, may have been given up on. So that's, that's, it's great for what you're doing. Uh, I see you're representing Evan and I referred to him earlier as Ryan. So I apologize for that. We'll go back to the RCF bikes and you, you did that bike pretty quickly. I mean, for you to have it for a month and then have it displayed. And I remember a lot of folks looking at that. Uh, you did a good job on that Corona. You uh, have some bigger style mini bikes that also are part of your collection. Talk a little bit about some of those. Was that a Motovox that you expanded? And I think you've had some other ones there. I'm not sure if it was a Motovox or a modified Doodle. What were you working on recently? Correct, sir. Yeah, it's a Motovox and I extended it and I put a 460cc and it's uh, all built internals right now. I got, uh, I got a one inch bully turbo coming in and uh, I'm waiting for my starter. So uh, Eric from Studs, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, but other than that, no, he, he's, he's very awesome, man. I, I really love studs, and uh, I got a bunch of projects. I actually got a Nitro 44 as well with a 80cc Calmer, which some people don't consider a mini bike, but, you know, I found a dirt bike, an 80cc Yamaha, and I took that motor out and I put it in the mini bike, and uh, it's why almost not? done. It's, you know, I, yeah, I got not? it all. I got, I got them from, from bone stock. I got my bone stock go-kart uh, bug stinger to my bug flea all original to the Bonanza chopper that I'm going to be taking out to those AV rides, which is always, always getting a new motor in there. I got a billet uh, animal back here. I just don't want to move the camera, but uh, that's going to go in there. I hope it don't snap the frame in half, but that's well, going to be out. You'll be there to fix it on site, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I thought you were, I thought you had your Bonanza chopper up for sale. Did I see a bike like oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... you just testing the waters? No, it's not even that. I just got like 14 bikes, and then uh, it just, sometimes it, it I have all these drag bikes, and then it, the big old sissy bar just sticks out, and I'm like, ah, oh, it looks like I can work out there. I just got to get out. It doesn't fit in with my my bikes, but I really love the chop. To me, that is that is the holy grail of mini bikes. So yeah, I do I'm not a big want chopper to fan as well, and and I would suggest a couple things. First of all, it's, isn't it nice to have a choice to buy a bike and sell a bike? I often find that if I buy a bike, I feel like I got to move one if I can. The problem is I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty trim right now. I've gotten rid of all the bikes that really aren't able to ride. You know, at our age and our weight, it's tough to have a three and a half horsepower mini bike lying around. It may be nice oh, to man. look at, you know, so, so having some bikes that you can literally get on and ride. And I've been fortunate. I'm not as talented as like you or Jake and many of the other builders, evil ed. I'm, I'm like the promoter guy, the, the, the PR guy, right? I'm, I'm more of a kind of a, a casual guy. You guys are the hardcore builders, and we expect to see good creations coming from you, and that's why we do the event. Are you working on your bike yet for this upcoming of uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, or you don't want to talk about it, or you got something? Yeah, up, yeah, yeah, up yeah. Your I got it right, right next to me. It's a micro version of the big bike that I built, and I'm taking both of them, and I'm actually going to take the, the, the Nitro 4480. See, so I'm taking four bikes. I'm actually going to take the RCF as well. We're probably going to put that on the dyno. Are you coming so, for the dyno, huh? Yeah, I really want the dyno on the micro. I really want that. That's that's my main. Last time I forgot the starter box, so it screwed me over. I had to shut my door. We got we got the helicopters cruising by earlier this morning. It was the birds chirping. Now we got the helicopters. Hey, Corona. Uh, I uh, I've always wanted to have you on the show, and it's ironic that we have you on during the Corona pandemic <laughs> on Cinco de Mayo. So sometimes things really work out well. You're, um, when you show up, everybody has a smile. <laughs> there you go. Cinco de Mayo. Chug, chug, chug. Oh, and folks, that's just a precursor. Once he starts putting on the carne asada, and what do you yeah. got there now? Oh, some beautiful corn, buddy. Look at that. Oh, you got the corn. Yeah, th this man, he's a professional food and spirit connoisseur. Um, oh, yeah, buddy. You, you got to love him. I love mini look. bikes, barbecuing, beer, and having a good time. Hey, a lot of folks want to give you a shout out. Uh, uh, Chewy wants to say hi to us. Uh, Lawrence and company, uh, Chris Hamrack. There's a few others. Corona, what do you say to all the folks out there that are in the mini bike scene? Um, you, you've held up pretty good. It looks like you're wearing the coronavirus pretty well. You, you about ready to get out there and, and, and hang out with the guys again and ride? I'm always ready, man. It's, uh, you know, it's, what's up? Let's go right now. You know, I got the house ready, you know? <laughs> I got the I got it all covered. Vintage, modified vintage, big block, small block, drag bike, you know, whatever you want, passes, huh? But you know, have it all covered. Well, who knows, man? Maybe something that started off when you were a fan of Roadkill will you'll turn into your own show. It started because of you, man. Without you, this would have never ever happened. Uh, you know, no lie. It, it's all of us. I must admit, there's certain guys. You're one of them. Uh, you mentioned Ian and. A lot of other guys that were there, they were the original OGs when we started up all this shit. And before you know it, it's like nine years have gone by. We enter our ninth mini bike reunion. And, you know, it, it pleases most people. We do what we can to have a good time out there. Like I say, if you're not having fun at the event, stay home. If what we're doing ain't, ain't cutting the bill for you, we're sorry. Do your own event, right? So it's nice to have you roll out. You were talking about Mac uh, early on that you had lived in Norwalk and unbeknownst to you, the Mac fest, the iconic annual event 
which unfortunately is held no longer. Um, I had no idea. Uh, talking about um, Richard McGill, Mac, uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Hall of Famer. He's always there on the corner when you come in with all the great deals when you, when you are looking to buy bikes or parts. But Mac finally decided, you know what? Um, like all good things, come to somewhat of an end. But, you know, you were there. You were, you were right there in the heartbeat. And as Max decided to take a little bit of a pause, you're deciding to stand on the gas a little bit or twist the throttle more appropriately. So there's, there's a nice little transition there. Want to give any shout-outs to anybody before we let you go and enjoy the rest of your Cinco de Mayo? Yeah, it's to my buddies, uh, you know, George, you know, JP, Tito, you know, Ian, you know, Jake Moe, you know, regular Bob, Alfredo, Joe, yourself, you know, and uh, everybody out there, you know, man, just have a good time, stay safe, and keep building bikes. Don't, don't let anybody tell you there's, you know, you're not good enough. You're always good enough. You can build something better than anybody else, you know. You can be that big fish. And, uh, long, long as you like your bike. That's the only thing that matters, right, Corona? Yes, sir. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Corona, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your evening. He's a Corona Irving. Norwalk in the house, everybody. Uh, again, everybody has asked me many, many times how cool it would be to have him on the podcast. Hey, folks, we're going to take a quick technical timeout. I'm going to give you a call. We'll be right back uh, shortly, and we're going to be talking with Primo Emmanuel. Primo is the man of the hour, and he is the guy that we mentioned earlier in the podcast who found Mr. Minibike. That's right, the senator of the Minibike Nation, Jake Moe's Jeep that was stolen in the Antelope Valley. We also are going to uh, chat with Minibike Paul, uh, Joe's Minibike Reunion Hall of Famer, an overall good guy. Paul's got potentially an opportunity that um, is a one-in-a-lifetime chance. So stick around. We'll be right back in a second. Uh, it's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast, Special Cinco de Mayo Edition. We'll be right back, everybody. stereo get you where you want to go why not upgrade it get easy navigation with apple carplay on the new pioneer next don't break up with your car upgrade it Everybody, welcome back to the podcast. You know, it's a podcast, right? So we have technical difficulties. Hell, I have a tough time even saying technical difficulties. We had some buffering issues, but I got to tell you, it was, uh, I don't know if it was 100 degrees, but it, it sure felt like it was 100 degrees over here. And E-Studio is, um, it's a pretty well-equipped studio. And there's a lot of heat going on over there outside and inside. So for those of you who struggled with some of the audio uh, problems in the first portion of the podcast. We apologize. We do clean this up and we will rebroadcast that. So for those of you who were listening and it was an issue for you, you'll have a chance to hear the clean version. And for Corona uh, Irving, our guest on the first half, uh, you as well. You'll see a nice clean edition of the podcast available for you shortly. Uh, that's how it goes, guys. It's the world. Welcome uh, to the world of podcasting. And this is also done through Zoom, which we are very happy with. In fact, 
start to wonder about the future of the podcasts and if this is the way to go going forward rather than having folks come into the garage. And candidly, uh, no one knows yet about how that's going to go down, but uh, we do miss our times out there in the garage doing our little deal and hanging out with um, Evil Ed. And hopefully we'll go back to uh, some kind of uh, a way where we can sit down with some of our guests. Right now we're going to do it through social media and through uh, the internet. And hopefully those of you who are still with us can hear us. Uh, it's the Cinco de Mayo edition of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion presented by Pioneer. Thank you to our friends from Go Power Sports, uh, Studs Racing, and back in the saddle, Go Karts USA. Uh, second half of the podcast uh, is it highlights a guy that I met racing up at Antelope Valley and at the aqueduct there. And it's been a while. I actually thought it was um, a year or so ago. And it turns out it was a, it could be two or three years ago, but the guy's name is um, Primo, Primo Emanuel. But I remember him as like the Hornet because he had a yellow and black bike and he had on a Pittsburgh pirate hat. And should I go back with the Pirates with um, Roberto Clemente? And shit, I remember being at the Super Bowl with my man Dave Parker. And I could tell you stories, may not do either one of us any good about those times, but this yellow and black bike, I could not fucking shake. <laughs> I, had, I had a bike that Jake Moe had put together, and it was a combination of a Temecula Bob frame with a built, I think Big Daddy Racing, and I'm not sure. I think a few guys had a hand in it. Tim from Iski with some parts for the engine. And we built a like a 16-horsepower Predator bike on that Temecula Bob chassis. And that bike had a good day. I, I'm not a drag racer. I don't have the balls or the skills. And until I had this bike, I didn't have a bike capable of going fast. But that day, I was, I was in the zone, man. And I was having my way with just about anybody. The Loud Pack Gang, um, Squirrel Gang, I don't know, wh whatever gang you were. Wh and they were all calling me out, and I lined up against everybody. I don't remember losing that day. But I remember one guy was on my ass in what was a pretty sleeper bike. Uh, this is the man who not only showed himself that day, but also came to the rescue when Jake Moe recently announced that someone had stolen his Jeep and he loves that Jeep. <laughs> they had stolen his Jeep out of his driveway the night before and to keep an eye out. And, you know, we all jumped on board and man, before you knew it, they had found our man and the man behind that recovery Joins us tonight on the podcast. Welcome, Primo. How you doing, brother? What's up, Joe? How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. I was, uh, you know, when you and I were going back and forth, when I was trying to get you on the podcast, you know, sometimes it's just another day in a life. And you guys are out there riding often out there on the aqueduct. I get up there once every two or three years. But that day was really special to me. And I really just thought it was just another day for you. But I don't know if you had as much fun that day riding as I did, but it was hey, sure bro, fun riding along with you, man. That was like, uh, I want to say maybe my second time going out, but that was the first time we came. I, I went out there. You were actually leaving, and you threw me a, a Joe's mini bike shirt. And then the second time, we were actually able to ride. And that, that, was, that was the second, you know, that was when we were going up and down, back and forth, right there by the water. Yeah, and man. Man, bro, that was, man, I was at least, I want to say three to four years ago, bro. <laughs> hey, it seemed it seemed like a month or two, bro. But it was it was a couple years, bro. And I was man, and, and and I remember that, bro. I remember that you were flying, though, bro. I couldn't catch you, though, bro. But hey, I was coming for you, though. Oh yeah, and tell folks about what you were riding. Talk about that bike because that was oh, a sleeper bike. Oh, hey, hey, everybody out here in Antelope Valley called it the taxi. You know, it's just a little simple. I was uh, I only had a. Uh, I had a regular Black Mamba Cam, uh, uh, ARC, Piston, uh, uh, Flywheel. I didn't have nothing over, over, you know, over the limits, but I had just enough in there, you know, just enough in that little bike, you know, that, that and it was, it was, it was moving me because I'm not, I'm only 140 pounds. 
Is that a scrub brake that you had on there, Primo? Did you have a scrub brake on that bike? Uh, no, I, no, it was regular Joel's frame. It was regular okay. Joel's frame. Gotcha. Yeah, it was regular Joel's frame. I just had the, uh, uh, the, just TAF sheet on there. It was just a little different, but for the most part, bro, I, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, man. Hey, yeah, hey, we'll, we'll do it again. A, a little baby, man. We'll do it again, and I'd love to see you. Like I said, we're hopeful and optimistic that we'll be able to hold the event. Right, right, yeah. right. In October, and we'll see you then. Off. I couldn't make it the year before. Well, last year, uh, one of my relatives had passed. So sorry to hear that. As I was, as I was, uh, the night of about maybe four o'clock in the morning, I got the call. So I wasn't able to make it out, but I, I wanted to go. My nephew ended up, my nephew Jay ended up going out. But uh, who's your nephew? Jay Rock? No, uh, no, uh, uh, Jay Lee Kell. Oh, okay. Shout okay, out yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my boy. That's my nephew. You know, Jay. I know Jay Rock. You know, but. Yeah, I haven't seen J-Rock in, in a minute. Hey, so part of the deal uh, that uh, we were talking about earlier has to do with the Jake Moe Jeep recovery. And Jake, if you're listening, congratulations on finding that. And um, our best to Courtney and the gang. That's, a, that's quite the family you guys are building over there. I think we sent out a Joe's Mini Bike Reunion bib, Jake, that may have made its way over there to uh, – Daisy, I'll, um, I'll look forward to catching up with you. But when we found out that Jake's Jeep was stolen, how did it go down for you? Give folks an idea how it went down, how you heard about it, and then how you found it, and, and, and what were the juicy details? Yeah, I was, uh, I was you know, just messing around on Facebook and whatnot. And I happened to see it on the mini bike page and see Jake Moe posted, oh, somebody stole my Jeep from my house. So I happened to comment on there, hey, Jake, you know, I look out for you, bro. If I see your Jeep, I got you. I shared it, went on from there. I went up the street to go feed my dog. And next thing you know, I was on my way home. And uh, I see one of my buddies at the light, Roseman Boulevard and Sierra Highway. I see my buddy. So he, he flags me down like, hey, bro, let's go to our car. Because both of us have Camaros and they're both in the same shop. So he's like, let's go to the shop and go check on our cars. So I'm like, cool. I follow. We, I follow. He turns. I turn out. And go. We go to the shop. We talk maybe five minutes. He leaves. As he's turning around, I'm looking in my – I'm ready to turn around. As I look up, I see a Jeep coming toward me. I'm in a white Jeep too. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, Jake Moe just said his Jeep got stolen. It's the same Jeep as Jake Moe's. So the dude turns around. When the dude turns around, I just, instead of me turning around coming home, I follow behind him. So I follow him maybe quarter mile. He pulls over to the bullet shop. So I'm, I'm chilling. Okay. I call Jake instantly. Hey, Jake, uh, what's your license plate? So Jake's like, hold on, bro. Let me get the license plate. Tells me his license plate. I'm like, bro, I'm looking at your Jeep right now. So he's like, follow it for me, bro. So I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. So the, the, the Jeep pulls out. He pulls out of the shop. He's going up Sierra Highway. So I pull out behind him. So now Jake's like, he's like, bro, go live. So I go live. So we drive. I'm chilling them, you know, maybe about a mile. Instantly, they pull over. When they pull over, I'm like, oh, man, I, they might turn around on me. I done made it too obvious. So I just kept going. I have a relative who has a farm off Backus Road going toward Mojave, California. So I just turned going like toward his house. When I turned, they ended up pulling back behind me and passing me up. So I waited maybe five, six seconds. I turned around. When I turned around, they kept, they were still going, still traveling, going toward Mojave. I pulled back out behind them, still driving, you know, cruising. I called uh, 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 Jake Smoe's brother's James. I'm talking to him on the phone. We're chatting it up. I'm like, bro, I'm on my way to Mojave. Now I'm getting on the freeway. So we get on the freeway. Next thing you know, I, he leaves me, bro. I don't know what Jake Moe has in that Jeep, bro. I don't know if he has a, a turbo supercharger. A or modified what, bro, predator. Bro. Hey, bro. He, <laughs> hey, he has at least six in there, bro. <laughs> Fully built. But, bro, I, I couldn't catch his Jeep for nothing. And I was in a Jeep, too. Four-cylinder, you know, I'm just – and it left me for maybe five minutes. It had a five-minute lead on me, bro. And – I, I just cruised back, trailed back. I didn't want to make myself too obvious because I already feel I burnt myself when he yeah. pulled over. 
So I keep going. I pull into Mojave. I'm looking at chill, uh, a fast strip, uh, Jack in the Box, McDonald's, sort of stuff like that. Don't see the Jeep. I'm like, he can't be too far in front of me because he was just here. He had to get slowed down between these lights. So I get to Carl's Jr. and I look to my right. When I look to my right, I see Jake's Jeep. So I pull, I pulled over. I pulled in the alley. I hopped out my truck. By that time, Jake's wife calls me. Courtney, she's like, hey, this is Courtney, Jake's wife. Uh, uh, he's telling me that you're following his Jeep. I'm like, yeah. So as I'm walking up to the Jeep, I read the license plate. I tell her, yeah, the Jeep's in here in Mojave. She was like, okay, I'm on the phone with the sheriff. I'll let the sheriff know. Cool. I pulled, ran back to my Jeep, hopped in my Jeep, and I pulled behind Jake's. And when Great. I pulled, as I pulled behind Jake Moe's Jeep, the dudes that who stole his Jeep were, they were smoking a cigarette standing on Carlos Carl's Jr. And they were just like, like, oh, man, like we're caught. Like, and I mean, personally, I'm, I'm a little dude. I'm only 140 pounds, 141 pounds wet, bro. So, and oh, it was yeah, two yeah. of them. They had me at least by 50 pounds each, bro. So I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, man, like, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. know what's going to happen or what's going to go down, but. They did, bro. They never came toward the car, never did anything like that. So I called Jake, like, bro, I got your Jeep, bro. Get here now. So Jake ended up calling me, like, bro, I, I left work anyway, so I'm already on my way. And uh, long story did the cops short, show bro, up? The cops showed up maybe 45 minutes after, you oh, know. Got by it. that time, they were, the dudes were, the crooks were already gone. They were already, you know, they might have been in another car by then. Sure. So, so, and that really wasn't the concern so much to capture the thieves as much as yeah, they it were, to recover they were the, just the more car, happy. Yeah. So they were more like, okay, you got the truck. He got his truck back. That's more like dudes. They left their phones in there, backpacks, all kinds of stuff in the car. Yeah. And, and Tim was showing us like, Hey, it's their, that's their stuff. He's like, Hey, whatever's in the truck is Jake's truck. It's Jake's now. So basically, everything in the truck, if Jake would have drove it and got pulled over, he could have got dinged for everything in his truck, <laughs> you know? So yeah, it, was, like, it was just crazy, man, how things happen. But I was just happy that, you know, Jake got his truck back. How cool of you dude, to uh, not only be mindful, but to go through traveling behind the vehicles, you know, going pretty quick, trying to keep up with them, losing them, finding them. Right. Losing and, and, and finding them, you know, you, you were you're like Columbo. You may not remember Columbo, the old detective, but you did you did a good job. And we had, you know, what am I gonna do? I'm sitting here in La Crescenta, you know. People leave their front doors open. No one gives a shit if you come in and steal their house or their car. So when when I heard about that, you know, when your truck gets stolen, your house gets broken into, that that's private, that's evasive. And we don't like those things happen to good guys. And Jake Moe's a good guy. So for you to react. And I'm just throwing it out there. It's like, hey, help them out if you, you know, I, I spread it through the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion fan book page and offered a reward and congratulations. And you're such a modest guy. You had that sent over to somebody else because uh, it wasn't about money. But one of the other things I wanted to um, uh, offer you, in addition to saying thanks again, is a free membership or membership, a free registration for life, for the, for the, forever. You keep, you come to the mini bike show, you register, you're eligible to win everything. You get the goodie sure, bag, whatever sure. comes with it. You get that all the time forever. Appreciate just that, for man. being appreciate who you are, that, Primo. Bro. Yeah, appreciate man. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that, bro. Yeah. And it's uh, all love, bro. Like yeah, I said, Jake Moe, Jake Moe's a cool dude, bro. I've been knowing him for a while, man. Never no problem, no issues, nothing like that, bro. I, I'm best. from a LA crew. I'm from TAF, bro, but Jake Moe's always been a buddy to me, bro. So it's all we always been cool, man. And for me to see his truck, bro, I, I if if he would have seen my car, I would have expected for him to do the same thing I did. Like, hey, I bro, I see your car, you know. Hey, uh, I might not be able to follow it, but I'm just letting you know where it's at. Just so luckily, I live out here in Rosamond, and it was right. It was right around the corner from my house. I had a full tank of gas. I just followed it out there, bro. And I feel, you know, I, I wasn't trying to be like, oh, I'm the big hero or I'm this, I'm that. Nah, it wasn't, you know, I was just happy that Jake got his truck back. You know, that's his toy hauler, his little baby, you know. So I know he was hurt, but, hey, man, he got to Mojave faster than the sheriff. <laughs> hey, from the valley, bro. So I know he, was, he wasn't he was playing around in that charger that he got, man. Well, he and put I so many. Like, 
for him to come from the valley all the way to Mojave, bro, like man, like I, I, I already knew, man, like man. Well, he puts uh, so many smiles on so many faces. It's nice for him to get a little bit of that in response. So, uh, Primo Emmanuel, you've done a great job. It was nice to catch up with you, and um, I'll look forward to seeing you out there sometime soon. Probably more uh, quickly at the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion October the seventeenth. Yes, I'll probably sir. Be... I, I, I plan on being there, bro. I plan on being there. All right, great. And you'll be a VIP guest. Uh, yes, sir. Thank yes, you so sir. much, Primo. Enjoy the rest of Hopefully your Seco tomorrow night, too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All righty. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, Primo Emmanuel from the Valley, originally out of L.A., uh, another one of the good guys in our hobby. And uh, I'm getting some uh, additional emails from some of the folks that may have a problem with some of the audio. Guys, you know, we, we've had this intermittently. I remember having a podcast or two last season where it was just we couldn't, we couldn't win for trying. Uh, we do our best, and uh, I apologize for any awkwardness or, you know, sometimes it's just irritating, but we will film this and continue to film it, and we will edit it, and we'll have it available for those of you who uh, are listening uh, in a few days. You know, usually it's a few days to turn it around. Emmanuel's been busy. He's got a full dance card. Um, e, we're going to probably finish up. I wanted to um, see how things are doing on your end. You good, E? All right. So, folks. We, um, we get different calls throughout the week. Some of them are great calls. Some of them are not so great calls. Some of them are crazy calls. Uh, I got a few calls that uh, were going back and forth. And one of them, a week or so, or maybe two weeks ago, I had talked with Paul, Mini Bike Paul, who was up in the 805 area code, and he was recovering. And I'm not sure if it was a kidney stone, uh, but Paul was anxious to get back home and now he, like many of us, he's dealing with this coronavirus, but we had a chance to, to catch up on some things. And he was, um, he had realized during this incubation that we're all in that, you know, some of the things that he typically does with his business, you know, Paul's, Paul's got his hand in a variety of things, some, some hobby businesses and some really big businesses in the media world for real estate. But he realized, I think through some conversations with his family, that maybe the typical MO that we have for big buildings and offices and people coming in the office nine to five and all that stuff, many folks are realizing now that that's not necessarily what you need to be doing. You know, do I really need to operate my business out of a big building that takes two friggin' hours to get to and is just littered with all kinds of traffic and just wasted time? So Paul may uh, decide to downsize size like many of us and as a result he's got a lot of stuff and he started talking about some of the things that he may make available uh and i said hey why don't you just come on the podcast and talk about it and uh, i'm fortunate enough that we were able to secure paul's time and i think he's online now let's see if we can bring him in mini bike paul are you with us hi joe hey what's happening handsome you're looking good with that beard <laughs> It's been, I've been sitting home. I've been working on it. Paul, uh, help me out. Was it, was it your kidney stone that you were on the mend? Yes. And I'll tell you what, How, if, you've, if you've ever had one, you know what I'm talking about. If you've never had one, you couldn't possibly imagine the pain. Not in a million years. Is it uh, how women describe giving birth? I understand, Paul. It's always compared to that. Unfortunately, I haven't given birth, <laughs> so I can't help on that. But I, I'm, I'm telling you, Joe, I've been through plenty. Nothing has ever hurt the way that thing. Oh, my God. Well, damn, Paul. You know, um, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm very happy to hear that you've gone through that and that you're where you want to be, which is at your house. And I hope that I framed uh, our conversation right. You know, uh, you're not the only person who has told me that, you know, um, I, I'm getting used to working from home now. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't mind starting my day in my pajamas, maybe not having to shave and, you know, they got their little schedule and they didn't lose any efficiency. In, in fact, some of them cite even being more productive. And you may have gotten that same sense recently when we were talking. Well, <clears throat> a couple of things have happened. It's been bothering me for a while that I have accumulated just way too much stuff, period. It's ridiculous. Um, and then this virus thing came along and, uh, my daughter and I were talking and she said, 
Why do we need all these offices? We have a pretty big thing of offices. Um, she goes, it's been working perfect. You know, now we all do it from home. Every, you know, the magazine business, everything we do is digital. There's no more. No <laughs> film. No more, it's all digital. Um, so interacting, all the people from home interacting, doing the job really is no different. And uh, that's the good news, right? The bad news is that 12 years ago or whenever we took these offices, it was a pretty big piece. And there was this little piece over here that just happened to open right off my office. <laughs> <laughs> Mini bike so storage. As you, as you know, it became my shop and it's pretty big. And I have way too much stuff and I'm getting older and I decided maybe it's time. I have a few things that I, they aren't going by by ever, I hope, at least not during my lifetime. But as you know, I've got a few other bikes and I'd love to, I'd love to sell them. They're, for the most part, they're, I don't know, very good restorations no expense spared a lot of evil ed stuff as you know he did engines for me he did painting um i got a terrific little group of powells three of them emmanuel maybe we can run those photos of the uh, powell uh pics if we can paul uh earlier uh today when you and i were chatting you shared the photo of the powell and some other information uh, and for those of you who are joining us and listening, and for those of you who um, will be listening to this podcast after this live airing, uh, Paul is available uh, and we'll be giving his contact information a little bit later on in the podcast, but we're going to talk specifically about a few models. And then if you have an interest in seeing what other items Paul has for sale, and they, they include parts and we're talking about engines and mostly mini bikes for that are either historically collectible or are one-offs. You know, Paul's got a cool little bike with a sidecar on it. Uh, he's got a, a, a collection, actually has a, a business in another small segment of the mini bike world that he'll be talking about at a, at a more appropriate time. But he's got some alcohol-powered <laughs> go-karts that you may be able to wrangle out of them if that's your style. When you go to a place like Mini Bike Paul's Garage, you can almost let your mind roll and anticipate seeing some things that you had expected to see, but maybe some things that you didn't expect to see. Uh, the Powell is uh, unique based on its authenticity and its origins. The numbers on the bike showcases this bike is one of the first Powells. Paul, talk a little bit about that bike, would you? The Powell brothers, God bless them, kept a registry of all their bikes. They they were they kept very good records. We have that registry, um, and this bike, the one we're talking about, is the first bike on the registry. There is no older Powell known to exist, and it would be pretty hard to be much older because the number system they use is a little weird but this was a small number. And the, as you know, they put the serial number on the bike. On their registry, they also recorded the serial number of the motor and this bike has the original motor. And Paul, so, you, you have a very unique direct relationship with the Powell family. I purchased a, that Powell project from you and that came with not only that beautiful uh, autographed poster, but some of the original water decals that you're known for, for those Briggs powered Powells and uh, a litany of other literature. Uh, so the origin and the authenticity of this bike is not one that needs to be questioned because you worked with those guys and were running alongside with them for, for years. So um, that bike to the right collector, uh, it really is a one, off opportunity. I mean, how else could you describe it, right? 
Listen, if you're a mini bike guy, this is it. I mean, <laughs> you know, I it would be great if I wish I had the the first taco was serial number one, but um, <clears throat> certainly if you're going to do Powell's, I happen to love Powell's. I think those guys were brilliant. God, the things they did, unbelievable. Um, Paul, what was it yeah. about the Powell that, that you really enjoyed over the other bikes that you rode and that were in the collection? Was it just the, the eight ball shifter? Was it the, the no. ability to change the, the... No, I admire the Powell brothers because... They did that quick wing nut that pulls the whole front, yes, the end, front off. end Yes. And then, oh, wait a minute, what are we going to do with the throttle? So they designed and made their own little gizmo that undid the throttle cable. So guess what? Now we can buy Jimmy the, the bike because we can put it in the trunk. And then when spark arresters came along, and I remember that, we all went to the bike shop and we bought spark arresters. I was riding motorcycles. I don't remember the brand names. I bet you do. Anyway, the Powells couldn't be bothered with that. They cast their own, made their own. You know, <laughs> it's that sort of thing. It's that, uh, I mean, let's face it. They were ahead of the motorcycle industry by years with that uh, monoshock swing arm in the back. Yep. I mean, that's unbelievable stuff for mini bike guys. I mean, yeah, it was the next level, the, the technology behind it. And look, I don't know. Um, my first reality check was when I did pick up those plastic containers full with all those Powell parts, you know, the, the wheel assembly has 20 pieces. I mean, there's, there's, there's a box of parts, but you know, as you look at it and you laid it all out, it, it was, it was it was simple in design, but if you had not gone through an assembly or even attempted it, it's not for everybody. That that bike wasn't like a, a two piece frame slapped on a couple axle bolts and a chain. Well, and I guess you, I guess you you know or remember the rear wheel is unbelievable. One side of the rear wheel is aluminum and has a cast sprocket. It is bolted to the other half of the wheel, which is made out of steel and is the drum for the expanding brake. Yeah. I mean, whoever <laughs> thinks of this stuff? <laughs> yeah, there's another way I would ask that question, but we're on the same page. Paul, um, what's hey, this up? Was, this was in the 50s. I don't think so, but maybe. <laughs> so um, I, I remember a bunch of really clean tacos that – just that looking at that mini bike with the sidecar, I remember what a big hit that was at the mini bike show with the kids. Uh, honestly, a guy like me has a problem visiting a place like yours because you know you would like to take home everything. I could make a case for why I should. Uh, I always thought about how cool that would be, and you and I chatted about having that just on display at the mini bike show for the kids. But look, I wish I could buy every mini bike that I wanted. Uh, for those folks who may be in the market, maybe for some one-off, unique, historical bikes. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you, Paul? 805-889-1932. And that's old school, guys. Um, skip the text. Skip the, uh, well, is they, it still hey, available? They can do it. You know, Paul at Minibike Paul. Uh, it's, it's Minibike Paul at MiniBikePaul.com, no. or what is it, Paul? Paul. Paul. At MiniBikePaul.com. Okay, Paul at MiniBikePaul.com, 805-889-1932. Was that the year you were born, Paul? <laughs> no, but it's one of my favorite cars. It certainly is. I know a guy down the street has got a few of them. They're all, they're all still so, original body, steel body. I want, here, I want 20 more seconds. I have one thing that nobody has, and somebody should buy it. Somebody should have it. Uh, we're still talking about mini bikes, Paul? This is mini bikes. A few right. years ago, just for a fun project, I made a turntable that holds a mini bike about three and a half feet off the ground, and it rotates extremely slow. And let me tell you something. I need it. It's very difficult to build a turntable that goes slow. It's easy to go fast. It's a real Rube Goldberg production, but it works perfect. And it needs a home. I mean it. And 
You'd love it. You'll go ape over. How it. big is it, Paul? Is it like a five by five circle? Is it a square? Oh hell no! It's I don't know. I don't think it's two by two. Oh great! Yeah yeah yeah. So, um, I first of all thank you. I I need that. I'd love to have it to showcase the giveaway bike that oh we would have. Oh my god! This would be just <laughs> right. Plus, yeah, um. Cliff you did know, such a great job with the People's Choice Award. It's so heavy that I wonder if it could be maybe nicely positioned on that and rotated around. So we have many potential uses for that. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll sit on it and, and do a couple turns myself if the, if, if, the, if the feel is there, you know, Paul? But I'd love that. Um, I would love to maybe do a Facebook Live from your shop. And depending on Emmanuel's uh, availability, maybe we can do that. Maybe we can come up and do a Facebook Live from your shop and see what you have. And who knows, maybe we'll take a few live bids on site. And if people have questions or like to see things in detail, maybe we'll help them out. Uh, if something like that maybe is of interest to you and everybody's got the time and we can get out and keep our social distancing intact, we'll, uh, we'll have a good go of that. It sounds perfect. I, my shop is... Uh... It's probably not quite as neat as I wish it was. I've been a little lazy about that. And as I think you know, I got a bunch of neck stuff in there. I got his, his roadster and the extra body. And Yes, I'm talking about Cliff Judd, uh, who uh, is affectionately known as Neck and a good friend of Mini Bike Paul's. Have you, um, have you had the chance to uh, talk to anybody else besides Cliff lately? Would you like to say hi or give any shout-outs while uh, we've got you on the uh, podcast, Paul? Oh, oh, my gosh. I wonder, you know, I wonder if Cliff's watching. Well, he's busy doing his deal. I think he was out of town, wasn't he? But he always, he, you know, just because you can't watch this live. In fact, we were streaming live on YouTube as well. Um, well, I always now. like to say hello to Evil. Yes, evil, without a doubt. Evil was an important part of my mini bike uh, schooling <laughs> well you talked about what a hand he had in uh building painting yeah. uh and doing the engines for a lot of the oh bikes. my gosh and of course guardrail half the bikes i own i bought from guardrail david feels like yes and i'm hoping remember, to be able to say that myself did you know toy car tony only by name and um i disliked him only because he, he hated my voice and probably still does on the podcast. You know, sometimes you just can't win. So You're the, kidding. No, the guy used to break my balls immersively. In fact, I had a few folks that come to my show, they listen to the podcast, but but they hate the voice. So, you know, you can't be everything for everybody. You know, Paul? That's amazing. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. So, uh, yeah, what, what about him? You want to give a shout out to Toy Oh, Cartoon? yeah, he might be watching. I don't know who watches. Um, well, no, nobody right now because, you know, uh, everybody's just um, maybe anticipating that we had a few little uh, issues with the technical stuff and they'll watch the cleanup version. But we get a few thousand eyeballs on each podcast on an average. So a few people will be listening to it probably um, after we go I, finish this live I, podcast. I, I still hang out with RPM. I don't know how many people who watch this will know who he was. He was the fastest roundy round guy there was, period. At all the races we put on up at Ventura, nobody could beat him. He, and he got rid of all his stuff. Then about a year ago, he couldn't stand it. He went out and bought another one, and he's been building it. And he tells me that the big thing in Roundy Round is guys are buying these Honda frames and using them as, with a centrifugal clutch as mini bike racers. I don't know much about it. So we'll find out a little bit more about that and give a big shout out to uh, RPM and Evil Ed. Uh, Paul, look, I hope you get a little play. I hope that the phone rings. Uh, I'm hopeful that we'll have a chance to see each other soon. And once again, folks, it's 805 area code. The number is 889-1932. Just think of the 32 Ford. It's <laughs> Paul at minibikepaul.com. Dot com. Pretty nice to have your own little dot com, Paul. Perfect. I hope you had a good enough time as we did having you on the podcast, Paul. Be well. We'll be in touch. Thanks for the time as always. Joe's Thank Mini Bike Union Hall of Famer Mini Bike Paul. Thank you very much. My pleasure. All right. Hey, folks, look, 
Thanks for hanging in there with us. Our next podcast uh, will probably be the 19th of May. Schedules permitting a couple of weeks from now. Give E a chance to collect himself. Uh, we do appreciate uh, everybody who uh, listened in. We apologize for the technical difficulties, but we'll clean this up. We'll have it served on a platter. You won't know the difference before you know it. I want to thank our friends over at GoPowerSports.com, our friends at StudsRacing.com, and our friends from GoKart USA. And a big shout-out to our friends at Pioneer Car Electronics for the participation and sponsorship. A big thanks to D1 Productions, Emmanuel Munda. Great job, as always. Boom, boom. Congratulations to Nicole and Dave. They'll be graduating next week. Thank you, Jerry and Gail, for the great spots. I'm Joe from Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. Be safe, everybody. Stay inside. We're almost through the tube. We'll be out seeing each other pretty soon. Until the next time, have fun and go work on your mini bike.